Hey guys, what's going on? Cameron here with the Lawn Care Life in Missouri. Cruising into town this morning, and it looks a lot better than it did this time yesterday, man. It's nice out here, nice sunny skies. A little warmer today, um, but yeah, it looks like it's going to be a nice day. So, recap from yesterday. I was rolling out yesterday. It was cloudy. It looked like it was going to rain, and it ended up sprinkling like in very, very small areas, you know, just kind of very isolated, but it wasn't even enough to get the wipers going, man. It was just a little bit of rain came down just to say that we saw some rain, and that was about it. Uh, it did get a little bit more rain on uh, that area that I was talking about yesterday where those guys were uh, working on the hay, raking it up, bailing it up, so I'll be driving by that shortly. We'll see what they got done as far as uh, raking it up and getting it out of the field we'll see we'll see if they uh, if they were able to get it done but man yesterday it was uh, it was something else man I, I had high hopes I had good intentions I had a lot of things that I wanted to uh, to get done the number one priority was knocking out that big uh, tough cut job and there's just no other way to say it, but it just didn't happen, man. It didn't happen. And I'll explain here in a second. I'm about to go around the curve here where that big field is, so I'm going to check that out. I always like to see uh, how much progress they've they've made on this field. And, man, I'm looking at it right now. There's, a, there's actually an SUV, which that's kind of interesting. Uh, typically don't see SUV or a car out in the middle of the field, but... There's this like 100 acre field out here. Now this one's the bigger one. This one's the, now this one is the, yeah, the bigger one. It's about 150 acres out here. And there's like a SUV driving up to a tractor, which the tractor has forks on it. And the forks are for lifting those bales of hay and putting them on a trailer. And guess what? All of the bales of hay are gone. So I guess they were able to get it out of the field uh, hopefully before the rain hit it did shower pretty good here I know this area right here um, yesterday but it was very very small areas like a quarter mile uh, down the road and, and then it just didn't even rain so that little curve down there got a little rain they have their uh, hay rake and their baler and another tractor up all kind of in the corner of the property under some trees and that's kind of where they park them for the day they got them parked there, but uh, yeah, they got the uh, hay out of the field, so I'm glad to see that. Um, I was kind of concerned that they were going to just cut it, let it lay, and uh, rake it up, and then it get a lot of rain on it, because you don't want that to happen at all. But anyways, looks like they had a pretty good day yesterday, and uh, looked like they were Maybe going to move some equipment around, move their tractors probably to another field today, and that's probably why they're out there with the SUV this morning, driving to the tractor, probably going to move it to the next field. But anyways, man, rolling to town this morning, It uh, it's a nice day, like I said, uh, but yesterday, it was a, man, it was a struggle. So, I start out yesterday, I, uh, I get my workout in. I'm running, you know, a couple of miles, and then I, uh, I head over to the job site, 
And when I get there, man, I unload or I start the uh, Ventrac up. First, I get all my gear out. That takes a little bit. And then I start the truck up. And I'm going to pause for one second here. So, out where we live, man, we don't have very good cell service. We have like no cell service, okay? And on top of that, the electric lines that are out by our place, um, they're just not very good, man, because we live way out in the middle of the sticks, and there's been a lot of houses built between us and town. So um, now there's so much load on that line that where we live, we're like on the back side of that line, I guess. Uh, we don't get very good, um, very good uh, electric. You know, we don't have a very good electric connection because there's so much, um, there's so much of a load on that line. So I'm going past this little area right now, and I'm getting excited because um, I don't know, probably a, just a few miles down the road from our house, they're putting in a new substation, and with that substation, they're putting in that uh, substation is going to be able to handle a lot more of this load out in, by our area so I'm hoping that our electric lines are more reliable because we'll just have like blackouts man it'll just the the lines will blink and so the the uh, the lights will blink in the house and then sometimes it'll just like black out for like I don't know, 30 minutes or so, then it may pop back on, but it may do that several times throughout the day. Now, it doesn't happen very often, but when it does, you know, everything resets. You got to go in there and and fix everything and all that, so it's kind of a hassle there, but, you know, in the wintertime, uh, whenever people are running their units a lot more to stay warm, because we get some cold, cold winters here, um, it's uh we've had it to where the electrics went off for like several hours you know when it's super cold outside doesn't happen a whole lot in the summertime but it happens a whole lot in the winter and so they're putting that new substation in and i don't know how long it'll take but they already have like a dozen telephone poles up that are a lot bigger that can handle a lot more lines and they've put those up in like three days so they're really getting after it they're doing some dirt work uh, by the road. There's like a four-acre lot of land there, and it's pretty much the whole four acres that they've uh, done the dirt work on. So it's going to be a pretty big substation for this little area. And, uh, yeah, super excited to see it, you know, taking place. They told me a long time ago, probably three or four years ago, that it was going to happen, but we waited another year, waited another year, and finally it's coming to pass so pretty cool anyways getting back to yesterday man uh, I get my workout in and I, I head to the job site to get some equipment out I start the Ventrac up and when I start it up it kind of coughs a little bit it doesn't sound like it's um, it's wanting to start and so that's with the choke on you know with the choke on usually it just cranks right up you slowly ease the choke off and it's up and running and so something was a little different from the start yesterday. Um, I pushed the choke back in and got it running, uh, revved up the RPMs a little bit more, and then unloaded the machine. And, and as I was taking it off, it kind of 
coughed again and I was like what is going on it's never really done that and so I go out through the field it's pretty good ways from the trailer to where this uh, overgrown grass is and so I go out through the field and there was one instance where it coughed one more time and I'm like man this thing is not even running right so I get up to um, the overgrown area where I'm gonna knock it down I start the blades kick on the PTO put the tough cut down make one pass turn around go back the other way and this is not very far this is like probably 40 50 feet at the most and then I I'm so I'm going away from the camera I had the camera set up there then I turn around and come back okay so that's like three passes right and then I turn around and head back towards the road away from the camera and when I do I get about I don't know probably 10 20 feet away from the camera and all of a sudden the Ventrac just shuts off like it's been doing and so oh man I just I, I literally drove that thing two minutes I look back on my video and it was like two minutes I started the machine up I went over there I made like four passes or whatever and the machine cuts out and I'm like oh my gosh seriously you know usually when it does it it might run for 30 45 minutes might might do it but sometimes it does do it uh, when I first started up so I'm like forget this I'm not even dealing with this because this is a huge property very very big property it's not like something small where you can knock it out in an hour or two this is gonna take me like all week and so I just load the machine up I'm like alright forget this I'm not dealing with this I'm not messing with it anymore I put the fuel filter on there you know the day before obviously that didn't fix anything at all and so I'm just like let's take it to the dealer let's have them look at it they can get it up back up and running figure it out and uh, I'm not gonna get a headache over it so I start try to start it back up of course it won't start um, I actually call my dad and say hey uh, are you close by because if you are swing by and let's get this Ventrac up on the trailer because I'm taking it over there right now I'm not messing with it anymore and so as I'm on the phone with him and this was probably I don't know after about 10 minutes of trying to start it I'm on the phone talking to him saying yeah you know I've tried for the last 10 minutes or so to start it won't start and so I turn the key about a couple minutes later and it starts right up and so I immediately take it over to the to the truck and I load it up on the trailer strap it down then I have to go home swap out trucks hook it up to my other truck because my ton truck it's got like 340,000 miles on it it's just a local only truck and the um, the dealer is two and a half hours away so I'm not taking that truck out on the interstate two and a half hours away and so I uh, pull the truck or I take the truck and I pull the trailer home I unhook it I swap everything out of one truck into the other truck you guys probably know how it goes and then I uh, once I do that I hook it up to my other truck a personal truck and then I get the uh, family the family's at home so they're uh, 
they decide they're going to ride with me instead of just hanging out at the house. Get to spend a little bit of time together anyway. So the girls get their things and we hop in the truck and we take off. Well, I take I take that back. When I got home, I had the uh, tough cut hooked up to the Ventrac. I decided to go ahead and unhook it and leave it at the house. And then that way... Um, that just you know that way I wouldn't have to strap the tough cut back down on the trailer without it being attached to the tractor and you know it's just a lot easier so I'm like all right I will just um I'll just unhook from the tough cut so that's what I did when I got to the house and I put the tough cut in the shed there and then after that, did load the uh, Ventrap back up, strapped it back down, and then swapped out the trucks, did all that, and then back on the road. So it's like 1.30, and I'm like, man, it's going to take two and a half hours, so I'll be there by probably 4 o'clock. They probably close at 5. At least I can get it over there so they can check it out and see what's up with it and, you know, check it out maybe today or tomorrow. They'll be able to have time to check it out. Um, I felt bad just bringing it over there. Usually I call beforehand on the road, on the trip over there while I was on the road. I did call, um, but I didn't get to like talk to them really. I just told them what was going on and told them that I'd be heading their way and I'd probably be there before four. And so I got there just a little before four and unloaded the vent track, talked to them for probably an hour or so, and then. <laughs> Like I told them, man, I'm at the place right now where this Ventrac only has like 350 hours, less than 400 hours. I could understand if it had 1,000 hours or, you know, 800 hours, double that, you know, 800 hours or so. You're going to start having problems, having issues. But at 300 hours, 350 hours, I'm like, man, I've had so many things go wrong. So I've had the clutch go out on that thing at like 200 and something hours. They put a brand new clutch on there. I've had uh, to replace the oil pressure sensor twice. Um, the new, they put the new head in. Actually, pretty sure they put both heads in. Yeah, they did. They I had no compression last year at all in either cylinder. And they ended up having to put two new heads in there, in that engine. And so they did that last year um what else i know i know there's more uh that i've done to that thing oh the regulator so i put the regulator the new regulator in this year and what else it's probably some more things that i'm not thinking of but that's the things that i can uh just you know think of off the top of my head probably more more things i've done to it but i can't really remember right now but anyways, just several little things. I mean, they're not, you know, the engine was obviously a major thing, but a lot of a lot of small things just slowing me down and just making me feel like whenever I take that Ventrac out, man, I don't know that I can rely on it. It's like, can I really rely on this? Is it going to work? Is it going to go down on me? Uh, am I, I going to have any issues? And so every time I go to take that thing out now, I'm like, what's going to happen now? Or is it going to finish the job, you know, just things like that. And so just got me to thinking, man, I'm really, really thinking uh, seriously about either trading it in. Actually, I wouldn't trade it in. I would just sell it outright. So 
um, thinking about just selling it and buying, upgrading to the 4520. I don't know, man. It's it's a big, it'd be a big jump. Um, it'd cost a whole lot more. But at the same time, if I could sell, the, here's the whole thing. I don't like the hassle of trying to sell something. Because I'm trying to work all day long, every single day, and I just don't have time to mess with um, people coming and looking at it and, and just all that stuff. But at the same time, the only way I'm going to get the 4520 is if I take the time to sell it. So I know what I need to do, but I just don't want to take the time to, and have the headache and hassle to to sell it. So if, I, if I'm going to get the 4520, my whole plan was I was going to keep that 4500 for a while, for like a few years, and then um, upgrade to the 4520. But I'm not at the place right now where I want to upgrade and keep the 4500. I'm like, let's just get rid of the 4500 and get the 4520. I don't know. It, it might be a better idea to wait till next year and just buy the 4520 and keep the 4500. I'll have two of them. Um, I don't know. I really don't know what I should do at this point, but just looking, starting to look at the 4520, get prices, try to figure out how much it's going to cost. You have to add like the dual uh, hydraulics on there for the power rig and the and the power bucket. Um, so I will need that. I want the suspension seat because the one I have right now is not suspension seat. So that's another thousand dollars, you know, t option. Um, I need the uh, the slope meter. That's going to be a little extra. Uh, the slope gauge tell you how many degrees um, that you are when you're on those hillsides. What else do I need? I need, um, let's see, slope meter, seat, dual hydraulics. I thought there was one more thing that I really needed. Hmm. Can't think of it right now. You guys are probably like, I know exactly. Oh, it was the dual wheel kit. So I definitely have to have the dual wheel kit. So all those things add up. All those things are options. All the th those things are extras. So if you look at the price of the Ventrac, 31000 or so, and then you add all that, it's probably up to, I don't know, thirty three or 34000 So we're looking at like thirty three or 34000 for the Ventrac. 4520Z. I was getting prices on the 4520Z yesterday and... Uh, I don't know, it's probably thirty four, thirty five thousand. I'd have to go back and look. But uh it's up there, you know. It's it's gonna be up there. You start adding all this stuff on there. And uh yeah, it's almost yeah, about thirty five thousand probably by the time you put all the uh the things on there that you need. So man, thirty five thousand. I really don't want to spend five thousand, so um I don't know what I'll end up doing, man. I may keep the 4500 i may try to sell it i may try to put some feelers out there list it see if i get any bites and just go from there you know if i'm if, if i list it and i get like nothing at all for like a few months i may just hang on to it and be like all right i'm just gonna hang on to it get the 4520 next year um or you know i may list it and have someone interested the next day you just never know so I don't know what I'm going to end up doing, but I need to get the 4520. I've already decided that, whether it's this year by uh, by selling the old one, getting the new one, or wait till next year maybe, where I can maybe just keep both of them. Um, 
I'd really like to do that, uh, honestly. But at the same time, I gotta have this 4500 running for me this year, so I can make some money because the mowing's completely shut down, and I have a whole lot of tough cut work lined up, and so I need to, um, I need to be able to do that. You know, I need to be able to take care of my customers that I have and the uh, the new customers that may potentially call and want estimates on. So. That's where I'm at right now, man. The Ventrax over in Crossroads Lawn and Garden, Benton, Kentucky. That's Western Kentucky. If any of you guys are looking for Ventrax stuff, go check them out. Um, if you're in Western Tennessee, Southern Illinois, uh, Southeast Missouri, Northeast Arkansas, uh, Western Kentucky, it's not very far. It's not very far at all. Two and a half hours for us. Probably be about the same for like Southern Illinois. A little bit, uh, a little bit further for Northeast Arkansas, but not much. And about the same for Western Tennessee. So they've got it. They're in a really nice area where they can kind of cover several different states. So uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, I know a lot of people from like the Nashville area actually come down to uh, to this dealer because it's a pretty good dealer, man. I mean, they take care of you, and they'll uh, they have quite a few things in stock right now. They were showing me the 4520Z. And then the 4520N is what they're going to, uh, um, you know, start selling uh, this year. So they, they, uh, so the 4520Z is the Kubota gas engine. Right now, that Kubota gas engine is like the most popular engine. But there's some bad news. They're going to quit making the 4520Z because the Kubota gas engine is going to be obsolete. It's going to be gone. It's a carbureted engine. And because of all these regulations and all this stuff, uh, they're wanting to push everything to EFI. And Kubota gas is no longer going to make that carbureted engine. It's going to switch over to the EFI engine, which is the 4520, 4520N. So if I want a 4520Z, um, it's the most popular Ventrac. They're going to quit making them this year. And so by this time next year, you probably won't be able to find a 4520Z because they're the best seller. They're already kind of hard to find, but they're a lot more available now than the last three years just because of everything going on. So they're more readily available now, right now, but in six months, you probably won't be able to find one. So that's what we're looking at. It's like if I want the 4520Z, I kind of have to act fast or hope that there's one laying around somewhere in the next six months to a year, which I don't know. It may be possible, but then again, it may not. So what do you do, man? What do you do? But this is this this is like this is like running a business, man. This is like the stuff you go through. It's like should I buy now? Um, should I buy later? And I know a lot of you guys listening are probably thinking about the same things right now. You're, you may be thinking about a truck. You may be thinking about a skid steer. You may be thinking about a mower. Um, it's something, you know. There's probably something that you've thought about in the last 12 months or that maybe you're thinking about right now. You're like, should I buy that new piece of equipment? If I wait till next year, you know, all this will line up. But if I, but if, but if I do wait, what if this happens? And so, running a business, life in general, 
you're just constantly weighing the pros and cons, trying to be analytical, and I'm very analytical. I try to think things through and and uh, make my decisions based on a lot of analytics. So I'm constantly running the numbers, running things in my head, uh, running different scenarios in my head, just like I mentioned before. So it's just a lot to process, a lot to think about, but owning a business each and every day, you guys are probably doing a lot of the same. It's like, should I up my prices on this customer or that customer? What if I up my prices here and uh, lose customers there? So you're always constantly weighing the pros and cons, trying to figure it all out, and trying to make it all happen. So this part of running the business, man, you're going to have breakdowns. You're going to have equipment issues. Um, unfortunately, I've had a few more than I'd like to have with this uh, new Ventrac. And a lot of it may have to do with that Vanguard engine. So switching over to, you know, maybe a Kubota gas engine may not have as many problems. Um, I don't know. I don't know that for sure. It may have been the uh, time that I bought the machine, you know. This is a 2021 model. They sent it to me in 2021, and I bought it in 2022. But it's a 2021 model, and it could have even been produced in 2020. So I'm not sure if the serial number on there points back to 2020 or 2021. But you guys know what happened in 2020. You know what happened in 2021. And so um, it could come down to just everything going on. No parts, no labor available. It could have been one of those machines that was put together. Uh, maybe not 100% like they're used to be you know, putting together. Maybe they got parts from here or there that they typically don't get parts from just because there was nothing available. So it could be a lot of that too. I think um, that could have played um, a role into this as well. I don't know. Just throwing things out there. But it's possible, man. It could have happened. But that's the thing, man. You never know. Like, you always hear about the Ford 7.3s, right? They're the most reliable trucks that were on the road for Ford for, like, that time period, you know. I don't know exactly the uh, the time period when they built the 7.3s, but they're like, man, those suckers were reliable. You never had any problems with them. And now you probably talk to the Ford owners now, and they're like, man, these new trucks, they're not near as reliable as the older trucks. And that's the same thing with Chevy, Dodge, Ram, um, you know, Ventrac, Xmark, Toro. The list goes on and on, right? Ferris mowers. But that's just how things go, man. And unfortunately, the customer or the person running the lawn care business is the one that suffers from all that. So... Right now, just trying to figure things out, but just want to update you guys, let you know what's going on. The Ventrac is at the dealer. Hopefully, we'll know something by the end of the week, and then um, I can make plans for next week because I can't plan anything out right now until I know what's going on with that machine. It may be something simple. It may be something really silly, really simple, and they're like, oh my gosh, this was such an easy fix. you know. Or it may be something complicated. I don't. I have no clue no clue what to expect. So I'm kind of uh, hanging on by a thread right now, just waiting to see uh, what they find out, waiting to hear from them, and ultimately hoping they can get it back up and running, you know, pretty quickly. 
and hope it's not a huge ordeal, but we'll find out sooner than later, right? So stick around, stay tuned, and I'll keep you guys updated on that. But that's where I'm at on the Ventrac right now. Um, that's where I'm at in the business. I'm actually just rolled up in the box truck to uh, one of my properties here. Um, it looks like it needs mowed, so I'm going to get out and do a little mowing and just see what I can get done today. I'm switching back over to the mowing. I'll probably find a handful of yards here and there to mow. Um, but yeah, not much at all. I didn't even plan on mowing this week. So I'm going to have to kind of look around, search, see what I can find and see if anything uh, needs mowed. Yeah, that's just where I'm at, man. So I had, I had huge plans this week to knock out a lot of tough cut work, but that is not going to happen. So got to switch gears and, you know, figure out what needs to be done, you know. Figure out ways to make some income, like I was talking before. Um, last two days, no income. So, what's that mean? You got to buckle down, and you got to uh, really get after it, make some money today, and uh, yeah, just see where things end up. So, I'll keep you guys updated. Appreciate you um, listening to the podcast. I appreciate you, um, yeah, just just being a listener and reaching out to me and. Uh, and let me know what's going on in your business because I've had a few people of the last few days reach out to me and be like, man, I know this is what's going on here. This is what's going on there. And so it's cool to see uh, the different things, you know, going on in the different areas, uh, whether you're running a lawn care business, landscaping business, it's all the same, man. You run a business, always going to run into problems, always going to have to work through them and always going to have to find the solutions. So that's the main thing, man. Whatever you're going through right now, um, just work through it, figure out a solution, and see what happens, man. See what happens. You may have to adjust and uh, try it again, but until you switch some things up and you try something different, you won't know. So just keep moving forward. Keep uh, doing the best you can, and uh, watch how God provides, man. Watch how God provides. I say it every single day, man. No matter what you go through, no no matter where you're at, no matter if you're making money, you're not making money, it doesn't matter if you're making a million bucks a year or a hundred bucks a year. Um, God still provides, man, each and every day. You just gotta uh you just gotta be open, you gotta be uh gotta be willing to to put in a little bit of effort, a little bit of work, and uh he will provide, man. He'll provide every single day. So uh, I'm out of here, man. I've, I've rambled on enough. Hope you guys are having a good day, and uh, we'll catch you tomorrow, hopefully. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk to you then. So I'm out. I'm Cameron with the Lawn Care Life in Missouri. Appreciate you guys listening. Have a good day. And as always, like I said, man, God provides.